Welcome to The Aldridges, a podcast with Dan and Harriet. Follow what they get up to in business, travel, fitness and family life, and all the fun they have along the way. They don't take life too seriously, but are serious about living their best life. Join them for regular updates on it all, and don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads of The Aldridges. Hello and welcome back to week four of The Aldridges. Um, I can't believe we're on episode four. We're doing well. We are doing well. This consistency is 10 out of 10. It's actually a lesson into seeing how fast life goes by because it feels like we're recording them every day. Yeah, it does. It goes so fast. It goes really fast. Next thing you know, we're recording next week. (laughs) Um, But welcome back. Thank you so much. If you are a, um, a consistent listener, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here. Um, today's episode is all about my birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's the Harriet Aldridge special today. Um, so Harriet, how does it feel to be 32? Well, uh, do you know what? I've always said this for like years and years. I feel like um, you only really get upset about getting older if you're not happy with where you're at and where your life is going. Um, maybe some people will disagree with that, but I've always felt like quite accepting of getting older because I'm happy with where I'm at in my life. Of course, as the wrinkles set in and the grey hair starts coming through, I'm, you know, probably not going to enjoy getting older. But for for the moment, I feel pretty good about turning 32. Yeah. Would you agree? You're on track. <laughs> Dan actually asked me yesterday, am I 32 or 33? About himself. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how old you are. No, but <laughs> he knows. There we go. Um. So, Harriet... Obviously, we're eating the advent calendar chocolates every day. What does it feel like to actually have a birthday in December? Oh, do you know what? Growing up, it's actually... I feel like if we've got any fellow winter babies listening to this, you'll relate. It is hard having your birthday in December. Um, Like, growing up, it was you know, oh, your parents would say things like, well, we've not gone mad for your birthday because Christmas is round the corner. You know, you have got Christmas presents coming as well. And I just feel like you wouldn't say that to someone whose birthday was in June. And you also run the risk of people giving you birthday presents wrapped in Christmas paper, which all my friends and family know is like a big no-go. In fact, one year, I think my sister, I think it was my sister, ran out of um, wrapping paper. So she wrapped my present inside out like inside out wrapping paper um just because she knew you know how how much I despise getting given a birthday gift with Christmas paper um and of course the other annoying thing is when somebody gives you a present and they say oh this is joint birthday and Christmas it better be good then it better be fantastic um yeah so that's the only annoying thing and I feel like Dan and I don't actually do Christmas presents do we and it's really you're not bothered about presents I love presents but I feel like the reason I'm quite accepting of not doing Christmas presents is because I've just had my birthday and I don't really feel the need to get presents you're presented out I'm all presented out um so you know you said you love a good present but what are the main things that you look forward to about birthdays or your birthday I think for us now, especially being 32, it's just an excuse to do something nice, isn't it? Like, Mm. life gets so busy, and especially December. December is such a busy month anyway. I feel like it just gives us an excuse to, you know, book a night away or go and do something fun. And, yeah, it's just an excuse to have fun. 
Yeah, amazing. And obviously this year's different because you're pregnant, so... Yeah, but I was thinking about it. How does it differ? It. I don't think it's been that different because I'm not really a wild party animal. The only thing I'd say is if I wasn't pregnant, I probably would have gone out for drinks with friends. And I've just not done that. I, I've only celebrated my birthday with you. Obviously, we're going away at the weekend as well with the girls, but I just won't be drinking. What but... we lacked in alcohol, we made up for in food. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just ate my way through my birthday. So, no, it's all good being pregnant. So someone's asked us here from Instagram, what did Dan get you? <laughs> you did well this year. I feel like there's a bit of a backstory to this. So... Way back when, in 2013... By the way, disclaimer here, this is another situation where you're going to think I'm a knob. <laughs> well, you know, there's a pattern emerging But I here. feel like after this story, there's nothing else you can find out about me. Oh, I feel like there's plenty more to come. All right. So, back in 2013, it was our first year of having a birthday together. Now, we got together in the June, Dan's birthday was in the August... Now, little backstory that I got Dan, Russell Brand tickets for us, I which were expensive. I ordered, um, I surprised him, sorry, with uh, a canal boat with his best friend and all his friends. And I got all the food, all the cake, all the alcohol. We went out on a canal boat for the day. I really pulled out the stops and set the standard for what birthdays should look like. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. How long have you been together at this point? June to August. So, like... Can you agree? June, July. So, fellow, like two months. Fellow Aldridge listeners. <laughs> we need to get a name for them. Yeah, I know. The Aldrinators. Oh. Fellow Aldrinators. I don't think that's going to stick. From July to <laughs> August, is Russell Brand tickets and a barge boat set in the bar ridiculously way too high? It is. Right. It is. Let me just say then, uh, sorry that I'm so generous <laughs> and it benefited you. I'm just, my love language is in gifts and it's not about how much money you spend or being materialistic. It's about making someone feel really loved and appreciated. And I'm like that with my friends as well. I'm always like a very thoughtful present giver or birthday planner, you know, because that's my love language. That's how I like to show love. So... You know, there we go. So anyway, that was what I did for Dan's birthday. Four months later, come December, my birthday. I thought it's going to be great. You know, got a got a boyfriend for my birthday, and surely he's going to pull out all the stops, just like I did for him. Um, well, it couldn't have been further from you know the truth. Uh, my friends had offered to help organise uh, things, to help him book a spa weekend, or you know, tickets for a show or something like that. And he decided to ignore all of their help and advice and got me nothing. And then he panicked and asked his mum to go shopping. Yeah, she, she was already shopping. Right. And she rang me saying, have you got Harriet anything for her birthday? I said, no. And she said, do you want me to pick you up something? Now, I am not putting any of the blame on your mum because this is not her fault because it was your responsibility. But Dan's mum, slash Dan, gave me for my birthday... A jumper with a fox on it from New Look. The fox jumper. And some ski socks. That should... It's not going to be, but that should be the title of this podcast. The fox jumper. It's still... It even got bought up at my birthday meal last night. This yeah. is eight, eight and a half years on. It got bought up. And you know what? One day when you're an old lady, I'll buy you a fox jumper and you'll be so happy for it. 
Look, it wasn't about the fox jumper. It was what the fox jumper represented. And it was a lack of effort. And it was your mum sending your mum off shopping. It is bad. Really bad. And then I said, okay, what have we got planned then? And he hadn't planned anything. So I was like, we. I was really moody. And we went to go and get food. And then your mum gave us money for the meal. So your mum paid for that as well. Look, times were hard back then. Yeah, but come on, you spent nothing. Your mum bought the present and paid for the meal. It's actually embarrassing. Anyway, so that's kind of Dan's history of present giving. But let me tell you why, my fellow friends. And if there's any men listening to this, this is a top tip. <laughs> for the boyfriends in the back. Yeah. For the men that are being forced to listen to this. Start low. <laughs> and the reason why you start low is because each year, as the love grows, you spend more. So if you set the bar low to start with, then things can only go up. For Harriet, things have stayed at that similar level (laughs) for the last eight years, which is great every single year. But this time when I pull out all the stops, it's massively appreciated. So there is a method in my madness. Right, but I think this is where you're mistaken. It's not about how much you spend, it's the thought that's gone into it. And the fox, you know, there's not that there was anything wrong with the fox jumper or with the socks. It's that there'd been no thought and you hadn't, you hadn't even bought it yourself. So anyway... Anyway, I do admit, I hold my hands up, it was bad of me. Yeah, so anyway, there's, I could tell you many a story like that where Dan's kind of, you know, failed, but that's kind of the big epic one. So the expectation is pretty low, and it's even a running joke in my family. People don't expect great things from Dan. When Which it comes is a great to trait to have, <sighs> because then if you do well, people celebrate that. This is like, are you a half half cup full or half cup empty kind of person? So I feel like we're going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So um, my expectations are never that high when it comes to Dan giving me gifts. Now this year, to be fair, you're still annoying. Eight years on, he. so I got a new coat for my birthday. It's lovely. I love it. Why is it lovely and why do I love it? Because I picked it, I ordered it online and I paid for it from my joint bank account. <laughs> so yes, I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I'm very grateful to, you know, that I was given permission <laughs> to get this coat. Um, not that I should need permission to spend my own money, <laughs> but I, you said I'd get you a coat for your birthday. We went shopping. We didn't find one, so I ordered one online. Um, so that's, I guess, situational. But I did say to Dan, well, I hope you're going to get me a few little bits to open because, you know, I've been, I've got this coat that I've ordered myself and you've not really done anything. So this is, this leads us on to this current birthday. Yeah. And this is when me and Johnny went on a nice little shopping trip to Bath. Yeah. And, uh... I got you some bits and bobs yeah. and I gave Johnny some advice as well. <laughs> yeah, and he well, didn't take it. Yeah, thank God. He didn't take it. He didn't start low. He went all in yeah, straight away. Well, I think that for the benefit of his girlfriend, thank goodness he didn't listen to you. So um, anyway, Dan's a very practical gift giver, which I appreciate. And um, I like the thought and sentiment behind each item. So he got me three gifts to open on my actual birthday. Obviously, he already had the coat. He got me a lovely Calvin Klein scarf, which matches, the matches coat. my coat. So very thoughtful there. And it's a lovely scarf. He then got me some nice suede gloves um, because he said that when the baby's here and I'm pushing the pram, he doesn't want my hands to get cold. So again... And they're also gloves that you can use on your phone. Oh, yeah. They've got these little finger bits on your um, finger and thumb so you can still use your phone. Very thoughtful. And then the third thing is he got me a kind of um, molten brown travel set because I love molten brown 
But uh, whenever we go away, I always have to pack my own shampoo and conditioner. Because she's a snob. I'm not a snob. <laughs> right. I think 99.9% of people listening will agree with this. There is nothing worse than going to a hotel, you know... Fair enough if it's a you know a luxury hotel that we've just been to where you know you've got like white company or you've got you know really posh shampoo and conditioner, but when you go to a sort of bog standard hotel and they do a two in one, and it's well it's basically a three in one. It's body wash, it's shampoo, and it's conditioner and toothpaste <laughs> all in one. It just leaves your hair really dry and I can't use it. So I always take my own. And so Dan got me a, a sort of travel set of the shampoo, the conditioner, the body wash, the body lotion and hand cream. Very nice set, mad. So again, very thoughtful. So And you can use it in Manchester tomorrow. I am going to take it to Manchester. So yeah, call me a snob, but I'm not, you know, don't want a three-in-one um, washing experience. You're the snob, I'm the knob. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what Dan got me for my birthday. So very happy girl. Yeah, so that brings us up to the trip we've just done. So we've just come back from London on an amazing 48-hour adventure. Yeah. Um, so what did we get up to? Well, before we went, we actually had midwife, didn't we? Um, this was our sort of 16-ish week appointment um, with the midwife. And we got to hear the heartbeat for the first time, which was nice, which we uploaded to Instagram. Loads of you are saying, if it sounds like a train, it's a boy. And if it sounds like a horse galloping, it's a girl. Which is a great thing to know, but I can't distinguish if I think it sounds like a train or a horse. Mm. So your guess is good as mine. But a few of you were guessing, trying to guess the gender based on um, that. But we will have to see. We will have to see. Um, so yeah, went to the midwife and then we went straight to the train station, didn't we? Yes, we did. Train. Directly from the midwife. Dan had booked his first class train tickets. Yeah, little treat for your birthday there. Yeah. First yeah. class upgrade, which is great, by the way, I have to say. If you haven't been first class before do it because it's nice and peaceful um it's spacious but the best thing is you have unlimited drinks and snacks so <laughs> you know first class is a bit pricier but you can make it back on the snacks so uh well, yeah, take advantage that's definitely what you do <laughs> i personally like first class because like even just you you've got your own access to your own toilet and there was only three of us in first class anyway so you just know the toilet will be clean It'll all be nice. And you, yeah, like I said, it's spacious and quiet. So, yeah, that was good. Um, got the train straight to London, got on the tube. Our hotel was in Leicester Square. Now, for anyone wondering, we stayed at a hotel called The Londoner. And it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. From the minute you, well, from the minute the staff opened the front door for you, you don't even have to open it yourself, um, you're sort of whisked away into sort of, world where everything's done for you and you just feel like a million dollars um, <laughs> we're so easily pleased someone opens the door for you so yeah you, don't but, you know when there's it. when you no, when I you know. walk up to hotel and there's a bloke stood there's there a butler in a green suit yeah um you know it's a big deal and then the queue was two people long to check in so they said don't stand up sit down we'll bring over bring you over a tea and coffee and the lady will come to you so we sat down had a cup of tea and coffee and they checked us into our room um, from the restaurant, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. It's the little things, really. Like, often you see these expensive hotels and you think, oh, God, I'd never pay that. And we've definitely said that before. But when you do go to these nice places, you can you can definitely see where the, the money, you know, where you're spending your money yeah. um, from, you know, the luxury sort of interior to the service. Nothing is too much trouble. 
Um, we got to the room and there was a complimentary bottle of wine, which obviously I can't drink, so we gave to Dan's mum. <laughs> yeah, so Bev was appreciative of that one. Yeah, but no, it was it was a nice gesture anyway that there was a free bottle of wine. And the room was right up my street. It was de- it was decorated sort of like a London bachelor pad, very masculine, um, oak <laughs> panelling, um, quite dark and moody, which is what I like. And it was just... It was just cool. Yeah. There's no other way to describe it except it was cool. No, it was amazing. Most amazing, comfortable, king-size bed. As Harriet did not need her molten brown travel set then because no. all the toiletries were lush in the room. Lovely toiletries, lovely slippers that you could bring home. And lovely view over London yeah. in the morning when we woke up in those clear skies. We could yeah. see... The London Eye. The London Eye. Um, Houses of Parliament. Mm-hmm. And some other bits and bobs. Yeah, it was great. So... The first night of getting there, we um, headed straight out to Covent Garden, had a little Ben's cookie, had a little look around at the Christmas decorations. There was some people playing the violin. <laughs> it wasn't just, just the violin, was it? It was like a, it was string, like a, a, a string little quartet. Four piece, little four-piece band, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, um, but we were doing that on the way to the best escape room in the world. Yeah, so it's been voted on TripAdvisor, the world's best escape room. Now, for anyone that, you know, maybe hasn't done an escape room, as someone who has now done 30, I can tell you, um, I don't think it was the best in the world. It's not the best I've ever done. It was fantastic. But it was great. It's because we had the mindset of this is the best in the world. Yeah. I think if we didn't know that, if we didn't know that, we would have thought it's it's definitely in the top three, I'd say. I think top five. Yeah, maybe top five. Maybe fourth or fifth ever. Anyway, the, this is quite funny. The The escape room was actually located inside a pub. Now, it wasn't in, the, you know, the actual escape room was upstairs above the pub, but your escape room experience started in the pub. Now, what did the text say? So we arrived, we had a text before we arrived saying you need to go to the Hope pub. and um, In Farringdon. In Farringdon. And there will be a man at the bar looking slightly out of ordinary and um, you're, they said it'll be obvious and you have to go up to this man and say, excuse me, are you the raggedy man? And then yeah. if he replies, you then offer to buy him a drink. Um, and this is where the escape room started. So that we went in there and it was very clear. Everyone in there was normal, except there was a bloke at the bar wearing a top <laughs> hat, a huge long beard and like almost like Oliver Twist times clothing yeah. with like the long coat and all that kind of good stuff. So it was very clear who to go up to. Um so we went up to him and we we said, are you the raggedy man? And we had a little chit chat. And before you know, he was whisking us up these flights of dark stairs. It's actually in the dark. And yeah. I actually thought, are you going to pop the light on? Yeah. There, there was no health and safety there. No. Um, and uh, yeah, that's when he took us into the escape room briefing area. Yeah. So the room that we did was called like Lady Chastity. And the backstory was that, you know, Lady Chastity used to host these parties of basically group orgies and um <laughs> she used to have her own wine and uh the she she burnt her own house down after she had her heart broken by um what was his name plum bottom plum bottom and uh so now it was our job apparently there was um a case of wine that had been stored uh you know somewhere safe and we had to try and unlock it basically to get the wine to get the recipe yeah because it was special wine yeah that's it so Anyway, it was a dark room and we were just given torches and it had sort of like little lamps and things. It looked like a bit of a pub, like it was a yeah, bar. Yeah, quite like mis- misty in there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it looked like a real old Oliver Twist time yeah. 
pub old and trinkety and lots of little bits and bobs everywhere and basically um if if you needed help like sometimes they'd put a, a lamp on to suggest where the clue might be in the room because you could barely see anything yeah anyway it was quite funny it's the, the only time we've ever experienced this out of 30 escape rooms the gabriel the man he kept coming in the room yeah and First of all, he was like, oh, how are you getting on? And we'd only been in there a couple of minutes. And I thought, oh, God, we can't be doing that badly, can we? Yeah, not only is he not giving us clues, he's physically in here helping <laughs> he's us. In yeah. He's doing it for us. <laughs> and then the next couple of times he came in, he didn't say anything. So I, I turned around, and no joke, I turned around, and in my face was Gabriel, and it was pitch black in there, and I screamed like I was about to be murdered, it, didn't I? It sounded like a typical horror film scream, and you like to think that if you're in these sorts of situations, you wouldn't scream that way, you'd sort of shout or just do something, but it was genuinely well, you'd a think very... You'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, you made me jump. It was, I... a, it was a horrific scream. Yeah, full-on screamed God my head God knows what off. would have happened if you did it to me. Yeah, well, he might have smacked it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he did it to me a first time. Then he did it to me a second time. And I said to him, you can't do this to me. Can you knock? Can you have to knock next time? You didn't tell him you were pregnant, did you? No, I should have we probably. Should have, yeah. <laughs> Scare the baby out of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was terrifying though. And it put me on edge because I didn't like to have my back to anything then. I wanted to be like facing the door so I could see him come in. Um, anyway, the sad news is we were one four digit padlock away from getting out the room one stupid clue so we away failed. and we failed and we don't fail very often we've only not got out twice this is our second time of not getting out in 30 rooms i swear the last one we didn't get out either did we? yeah that was the first time wow so we're on a, a losing streak right now yeah so we need to redeem ourselves do you know what it is i don't think we're doing them frequently enough because of covid mm. we need to get we back we touch. were doing them quite often weren't we we lost our touch with it anyway if you've not done an escape room before highly recommend it because they're just fantastic like you can do it as a two you can do it as a group of friends and for anyone that doesn't really understand the concept you're basically put in a room for an hour i wouldn't say locked in a room because you're not locked um but you're put in a room for an hour you know, 60 minutes to escape by solving clues and puzzles and all sorts of things and looking around the room. And there's normally a bit of a theme or a story to it. So they're just really good fun. And we absolutely love them, don't Me we? Me and Andy did a Harry Potter one the other day. And it's good because it was the first escape room we ever did where there was not one padlock. Everything was unlocked by saying spells oh. and potions and like doing things like that so yeah we'd have to like figure something out and then we'd both have to stand there with our wands <laughs> and say a say a spell together and then like a door would open yeah that's funny it's cool um so yeah that was good fun but we were a bit we were sore losers really weren't we and sort yeah. of left in a bit of a strop um <laughs> we don't like to lose and then we actually had plans to go to flat iron now if you've not been to a flat iron in london it's the most amazing very casual informal steak place isn't it yeah, it's it's probably one of the best steaks you can get. Yeah. And it's ridiculously well-priced. Like, yeah. it's not expensive at all. Um, but we did find out why it tastes so good. We said, oh. we said to the waitress last time we were there, we said, how is this so good? And she said it's because but when the steak is cooked, they literally dunk it in beef dripping. Yeah, so good. <laughs> so it's not healthy, um, but it's amazing yeah sorry for the vegetarians out there yeah. but it's really good steak um so we actually couldn't get in flat flat irons that was a bit of a shame but we managed to find a steak and co yeah so we went to steak and co which was basically two doors down 
and we replicated what we would have had in flat iron, which was delicious. So we basically yeah. had steak, sweet potato fries, coleslaw, um, broccoli. steamed broccoli, um, and I had a glass of red wine. Yeah. And you had a glass of apple tizer. Apple tizer. It's kind of my uh, my go to drink at the moment. Yeah. So we we had the the meal, and then we made our way back to the hotel. Um, and we just literally took it easy because you can imagine it was a full on day from the midwife appointment yeah. to Steak and Co. It was nonstop. So we went back to the hotel, relaxed, got showered, got in an amazing bed, chilled out, went to sleep, and then we woke up and it was a new day. It was my birthday. It was your birthday. We woke up on my birthday, yeah. which was nice. Um, so, yeah, so on my birthday, we just got up, we went for breakfast. Again, the hotel breakfast was just insane, wasn't it? So nice. Yeah, I had this uh, broccoli on sourdough with a fried egg. Put it on my stories. Mm -hmm. Delicious. And you had the eggs benedict. Yeah, fantastic. And the guy even said to us, by the way, it's quite small, so we double it up on everything. So you had two eggs benedicts. I had two of the toasts. Which was fantastic. Yeah, but when the other waiter bought it over, he he was so shocked that the double eggs Benedict was for me. <laughs> I felt like saying, "Oh, don't you worry, I can eat." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we went to the spa. So we had treatments booked in, so but we went to the spa. If you if you haven't seen on my Instagram, it was unbelievable. It's probably like the most aesthetic looking spa I've ever been to. Um, I can't think of one. It was just minimal. Better. Like it was minimal, but luxury and they had beds you know that like sometimes you go to a spa and they've got like loads of sun loungers type things for you to sit on they're not really that comfortable these were like these giant beds and it was just in booths yeah and it, yeah and then they just bring you out fresh water um it's just it's just top end you feel you almost feel like you're on holiday like truly on holiday then yeah almost like round a pool but in london <laughs> tell them why we thought we felt like we were on holiday really though what were they playing cutting bell you know they were playing... Oh, Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Yeah. We went to Mexico. <laughs> that's the Spanish like Merry that's, Christmas song. That's what every like sort of Spanish hotel plays, isn't it, yeah. Um. So, what treatment did you have, Dan? So, I booked in for a facial. And the reason why, hear me out here, <laughs> is because I've had loads of full body massages and stuff. But I thought, why not get one where it's going to clean up my blackheads? Just... Yeah. I don't know. I've never had one before. Um, I don't even know if it's that beneficial. Uh, my skin feels nice and smooth. Yeah, it's good um, But yeah, it's got to be doing something. But the good thing was, is that the guy who did it, um, he was an ambitious entrepreneurial guy. He, the salon down in the basement of the Londoner Hotel was actually um, subletted to him. So mm-hmm. he had bought that within the hotel. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much he must pay for that space, but it's crazy money. Um, but he is looking to like open more shops and he's just he was just an entrepreneurial ambitious guy yes he got um, with so it. we had lots in common to chat about businesses and things and um i said to him like oh mate your hair is amazing how <laughs> what products do you use so after the facial he he spanned my chair around laid me down washed and conditioned my hair blue dry my hair blue, blue. <laughs> blown what's the word blow dried blow dried yeah blow dried my hair <laughs> Um, and then show me like what products he used and stuff all for free. Um, and, uh, I said, oh mate, can I get some of that paste for my hair? And he looked in his little cupboard and he said, um, I haven't actually got any in stock. So you can just have this one and gave me some free hair products. So I went in for a facial, came out with, with a, a bloom drying, <laughs> bloom drying, um, free hair products and hairstyling tips and 
and a new Instagram mate. Yeah, so that's nice. worked out well. well. Shout out to Joe. Yeah. Uh, I had a massage booked in and it was a it was a pregnancy massage. I thought I'd booked in for a 60-minute um, pregnancy massage and I was very pleasantly surprised that when I came out, it had actually been an hour and a half, so it was a 90-minute massage, which really makes the difference. Sometimes when you have 60 minutes, you feel like, oh, it's like, I can't believe it's over, whereas I felt fully relaxed and rejuvenated. Um, so it was really nice. I wasn't quite sure how they were going to do it, but they kind of had a um, a chair resting against the the massage bed. And I then basically like leant forward um, over some towels and she put like a mask on my back, which was amazing. And then I got on the bed on my back and she just kind of adjusted it you know raised the the back and raised the legs up she put a mask all over my body so my legs my arms my chest and um and then she took me into the showers and I was able to um to like wash it all off and it was just so nice like she put out um door salesman <laughs> is that someone at the door yeah so I haven't got time <laughs> <laughs> so funny um so yeah she took me to the shower and she put everything out for me she'd laid out a new dressing gown some new slippers like it was all just so lovely so I came out of the shower and I thought, gosh, I, I swear this is, must have been nearly an hour already. Like maybe this is more of a mask than a massage. So I go back into the room and she's got me a fresh water and it's all lovely. And she tells me to sit back on the chair again and she starts giving me a back massage, which that lasted about 20 minutes. And by the way, it was the best back massage I've ever had. I then get on the bed. She spends 10 minutes on each leg and then she spends five to 10 minutes on each arm. And I thought... Oh my god! Oh, and in between that, I forgot to mention she gave me a scalp massage for ten minutes. I was sort of adding up the time in my head, thinking I've been in here for ages. <laughs> Feels like hours, but it was hand on heart, probably the best massage I've ever had, and obviously very much needed because I feel like as the baby's growing, my hips and things are starting to ache, and well, I'm always asking you for massages, aren't I? So it was just such a lovely experience. So overall, out of ten. Like 11, honestly, it was so well, there good. You go. And I came out and it was 10 to 10 and Dan was waiting for me in the spa. And I was thinking, oh God, we're meant to check out at 12. No, it was 10 oh, sorry, to 12. 10 to 12. And we're meant to check out at 12. Yeah. That was it. And um, I thought, oh no, like I need to wash my hair. We're not ready. And anyway, the lovely staff there rang reception and got us a late checkout, didn't they, for one o'clock? Yeah, because so, it turned out she was a fellow JP gang. Yeah. She so it's just, so, it's so funny, you know. The lady who saw our names on the booking said she knew us from Juice Plus and she actually has a, a franchise of Juice Plus too as a little side business alongside running the spa. Yeah. So it's just so funny how everyone is connected in some way, Crazy shape or way. form. Yeah. So after the we checked out the hotel, Harriet, I yeah. said to you, right, we're in London, it's lunchtime. What do you want? You can go anywhere. You can go to the Shard, you can go to the Ritz, <laughs> you can go to the most fancy restaurants in London. And what did you want? Well, there's only one place for it, everybody. TGI Fridays, of course. There it's you all go. About the sesame Jack Daniels chicken strips so, and sweet potato fries. So this is your death row meal, isn't it? I, do you know what? We've recently been talking about what our death row meal would be, and I changed my answer, and uh, my, it's now it's now TGI Friday mm. chicken, which people have informed me you can buy in Iceland, and apparently it's exactly the same. So I'll definitely be making a trip to Iceland next time I. Uh, See one. <laughs> yeah. So maybe let us know on our Instagrams what's your death row meal. Yeah. Um, it might be quite funny to see what yours is. Mine is definitely a roast dinner with all the trimmings, everything. And um, 
horseradish sauce. Yeah. Yorkshire puddings filled with gravy, honey roasted parsnips, roast potatoes. Wow. Cauliflower cheese. Yeah. Basically Christmas dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. So we then got the tube and got on the train, came home, and we had a pretty quick turnaround before we actually had to be at a family meal. Yeah. Um, with my parents, your parents, and my sister, um, my brother-in-law and nephews. So that was really lovely. Had a nice family meal. I got some really lush presents, which actually I still need to kind of sort through and, and put away today. Um, so been very thoroughly spoilt for my birthday. Turning 32 has been great so far. And yet we are still yet to go away. We're going away tomorrow. It's a crazy week. <laughs> for the weekend um, with Olivia and Lauren. Um, going up to Manchester. So even more birthday celebrations there. Exactly. So we're not over yet. Yeah, very lucky girl. Um, and we've got an, an amazing episode coming for you next week. But before we do, you know what time it's for, don't you, Harriet? Oh, it's that time again. Are you ready for this, guys? <laughs> Go on. You ready? Yeah. Sing along with the words now. Ready? So you think you are the number one Friends fan But do you know the answers from your husband Dan? <laughs> it's just awful, isn't it? There we go, guys. It is time for the Friends quiz. Are you ready? Now, Harriet, five questions, five series. We've picked this um, week is series four, series seven, series eight, Series 6 and Series 10. <laughs> There's not in any order There's there. no order there. I've just okay. literally pointed to them as we go. Can I just say, week 1, I got 3 out of 5. Week 2, I got 4 out of 5. I have to get 5 out of 5. Okay, so here we go. And guys, do not forget to play along at home and let us know how many out of 5 you get. So Harriet, which series would you like first? Just hit me with number 6. Number 6. Okay, cool. So, question is... And I always have to pick the one that's not long because I'm not very good at reading. Okay. But that, that makes it harder for you. Because yeah. I, I read it in a cryptic way. Yeah. Right. What does Monica say to Chandler after she accepts his proposal? Is that I knew you were likely to take a wife. Perfect. Yes. The exact <laughs> phrase I was looking for. I knew you were likely to take a wife. Yes. Thank you. And one point Thank for you, you at much. home if you got that correct. Series eight, are you ready? I'm ready. What does Ross say about Janice's baby to Rachel after Janice leaves? Is it, did you see the nose on that baby? Close. I'll give you another try. He he phrases it differently. Did you see the baby on that nose? Is it something like that? I feel like I should get the point. The answer is, I'll give you half a point. The answer is, did you see the kid on that nose? Oh, come on. That, I'd say that is that I got that. Half a point. No, I'm taking that. I'm um, the adjudicator here. <laughs> I'm taking it. One and a half points. No. Series four. You always turn into a kid when you play this, don't I you? Know. No. I hate losing. Come on. One and a half points. Question three. Series four. What did Ross buy Rachel that she then exchanged for store credit? Wasn't it a gold necklace? Correct. Yes. A necklace. You gave me more than I needed there. Yeah. So might, maybe you get a half point back. Thank you. It is your birthday after three, all. Three out of three. Three out of three. Right, ready? Yeah. Series 10, question four. 
What names do Chandler and Monica give to the twins they adopt? Jack Correct. and Erica. Correct. Yes. Four out of four. I hope <gasps> you're enjoying this at home. Last question. I have to get this right. Question seven of the Big Fat Fun Friends Quiz of the Year. It's not question seven, series seven. Series seven, question five. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have to look for the shortest question. Yeah. <laughs> what does Phoebe tell Joey when he comes in looking for the rest of his candy bar? You asked me this last week. Right. Okay, forget that one. You asked me that exact question. I can tell you the answer, but you asked me yeah, last no, week. Yeah, no. Void question. Next yeah. question. Rachel says that Monica was so depressed when Ross got married that she did what? <laughs> she got with Chandler. What's the correct words I'm looking for? Slept with Chandler. Correct. Five out of five. Actually cannot believe it. Congratulations. You've got to sing it again, aren't Sing you? along if you know the words. Come on, Harry, you got to sing with me. One, two. One, two, three, four. <laughs> So you think you are the number one friends fan. I can't sing it because you're out of tune. But do you know the answers from your husband, Dan? I actually can't cope with how out of tune it is. Yeah, you're supposed to be. Okay. Right, right guys, I can only apologise for that. If you're not a Friends fan, you probably this is probably the point where you've, you've already turned it off and you're not listening anymore. But probably listen to Sadie Solomon's podcast. Let me tell podcast. you. Let me tell you that next week's episode, although we're being a little bit cryptic and that's slightly annoying, next week's episode is going to be great because we've got something... In fact, the next few episodes are going to be great. Yeah, because we've got some exciting stuff If you think this is the boring one... Yeah. Just you wait. Just you wait. Yeah. Um, The only way is up. We're very excited for next week's episode already, so make sure you're here this time, next week. You've got to stay tuned. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me on my birthday, everyone. I'm feeling all the love. Thank you for everyone's lovely messages. Have a good one, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Welcome to The Aldridges, a podcast with Dan and Harriet. Follow what they get up to in business, travel, fitness and family life and all the fun they have along the way. They don't take life too seriously, but are serious about living their best life. Join them for regular updates on it all. And don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads of The Aldridges.